Hello and welcome to the Nazarene's Christian Podcast with myself, Joel Cleary, Daniel Allen and Simon Hutton. Daniel was unfortunately not here today. He's busy. Um, good news. Well, it's because of good news. Um, because he's been offered a, a new temporary flat, which is amazing. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's closer to the church. It's closer to his work, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, yeah. Aye, it's, aye. Aye, it's right right in the middle of everything. And I think it's it's been amazing. This guy's been moved, moved <laughs> house, I think, four times. This, no, it's so moved from one flat to his sisters from his sisters to a like a, a pre-temp house hmm. to a temp house so four times in yeah. the space of i think since two and a half weeks three weeks aye, aye. three weeks um yeah. and i mean this again like we're saying this doesn't really happen very often nah. in edinburgh the, the housing situation here is absolutely terrible nah. and um yeah, he's been given he's been given this new temporary temporary house right next to a park. He's got a big dog, um, and I it's right next right next to a park. He's he's moving in moving in today for two o'clock. So yeah, I sunny yeah. say thanks to God for. It's funny. I also need to thank God because uh, when I was speaking up on the phone, he was saying I'll probably move in over the weekend, and I was like, oh, I'm working this weekend. <laughs> aye, aye, so you don't need to help him moving in the house. Aye, God works in mysterious ways. Cheers. <laughs> Um, but it's funny because before we started the podcast, we were size allergic to cats, and my cat is uh, constantly hanging about him. But it's funny because he was he was mentioning uh, that the cat was getting right involved. Like, look at her, don't She just curled up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's really funny because recently, when we, I was reading the Bible the other day, and the cat just comes up. And just sits with me while I'm reading it out loud. Aye. And then this morning, uh, I was on my knees praying in the bedroom, and she just came over and sat with me the entire time I was praying. Aye. And then uh, it's just funny. She's just obviously Aye. feeling something. <laughs> we were praying, praying there. We were just did a got it quite a deep prayer before we do the podcast. It's what we always do. We always try spend a bit of time and a little bit of time in silence, and then just to to empty our minds of it and our and our thoughts of anything that's mm. not from God and focus on him before it. So when we're praying and um, we're asking God to help us with all these different things and to, to for it to be him speaking through us, I think it's important that we realize we're actually only supposed to be vessels no. of for the Holy Spirit, for for the Holy Spirit. But the cat was lying there on the floor <laughs> and it was just pure zoned out after we'd finished praying and he's tr- and Joel's tried to move it. And it's just sort of like looked and it's been like impossible to move it for about five minutes and it was just sitting cattled underneath the table. But it's like proper it. cuddled up, eh? Like just, Aye, it's, it's good. C- <laughs> um, but it was funny as well. So earlier on today, I'm, uh, I've spent the morning just, in prayer and reading the Bible and going through this master life course that we're going through at the moment with, with the church. Um, and then I was like, oh, I've got a few things I need to do. I need to do the dishes. I need to do my washing and stuff. So I was running a bit, um, just trying to get things done. And I put these hymns on that I was just playing like these like instrumental hymns without the singing. It's just like the piano. Yep. And I put that on and the sun was coming in the windows and I was just, I was trying to describe this earlier on um, because it was almost like I'd walked in to God. I yep. was running, I was running a bit the living room, like not running a bit, but I was like walking around trying to get things done. And then it's like I bumped into God and I was like, oh, you're here. It was so weird. Honestly, I just felt his presence suddenly. Like, like, yeah, a, yeah. Light, like a light had just come on in the room. I was like, whoa, he's here. I was like, hi God. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly, it was, um, what's this? Error. Oh, it's okay. 
thought we were having tef- technical difficulties, but we're not. Um, honestly, it was so surreal. It was like, I was just walking about and then boom, I was like, whoa, you're here. Oh, and well, I was like, hi God. <laughs> it was, it was, it was beautiful though. It was like such a good feeling. Um, and that's been happening more and more. Like even right now, whilst we're speaking, we're two or more are gathered. God yeah. is here. He's in, he's in our midst. Absolutely. It's amazing. I find, I find that obviously this, this week's been, been a bit, uh, a bit, a bit of a mad week, but like in a really, really good way. This way, there's yeah. like there's nothing but nothing but good things, revelations, really, mm. um, that have that have been coming out of it. And so, I suppose last Sunday was the last Sunday was the the praise and worship praise Aye. and worship night. But then was it was it last Saturday that we went? Oh yeah, so it was my brother's birthday. It was That's hey right. Andy, um, <laughs> it was his birthday last Saturday, and the day before then. I'd I'd been reading so so we've started to do this master life course. Let's start off with the basics. So we've mm. been doing this master life course um, at the church. And for anybody that doesn't know what it is, it's sort of a disciples the like a discipleship course that tells you so. Uh, so when you come so when you come into Christ, it's basically talking you through the things you need to do to keep your close relationship with Him. Um, obviously, He has to be. So it says He has to be at the center of everything you do, and this is something that we're we've came to learn, which is it sounds a bit bizarre since we've we've been Christians now for for a while, but new things come to you and in the right time so we've been doing this course anyway and we work together as a group of guys and we all sort of make a commitment to each other to to be doing this we're sort of held we hold each other accountable or we're accountable for what we do to each other we we, we sort of try to be as transparent and open about things that have been going on in our week and stuff right so from so from doing this um this course i've done my first day in it which got he's looking at a couple of scriptures one of the scriptures was um was luke nine twenty three, and it's talking about how what what you need to do when you're in Christ. So first of all, you must deny yourself, hmm. deny yourself from from the world that you were living. You must deny yourself from the flesh, from the desires of the flesh. Um, you must take up your cross daily, and you must follow Him. Yeah. Um, and from there, one thing led to another, and I really don't know exactly how it got to got to this point, but I ended up in Proverbs eight. It's called Wisdom's Call, when it says, "I wisdom." well together with prudence and it came to me and I went well who is I wisdom and what does this mean dwelling together and what what is prudence so I started looking up what all these what all these words mean and and I and I came I came to terms with I is Christ and Christ is wisdom yeah so God God gave us God gave us his son Christ here for the beginning of times to to come into our life and when he died on the cross he then comes into our life and we get through the Holy Spirit, we have wisdom. So we when when Christ is in us, the Holy Spirit, we get wisdom, and wisdom together comes with these things, prudence, mm-hmm. and it comes together with all these other these other gifts of the spirit that are there. And it was like, so it was a revelation. So I so I seen that and I went back to the beginning and I started reading, I started reading through it. Do you mind, do you mind if I read Mate, just read this out? Aye. Please do. So it's called Wisdom's Call, and it says, Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. So to me, it was saying, where these paths, so in life, we all have these choices. And when we're in Christ, we get given. We have have wisdom, which is Christ. And then we have all these gifts of understanding and these different things. And so it's saying, 
where these paths meet, she takes her stand. So I'm visualizing these two paths coming together and realizing that one of them <clears throat> is going to lead to the wrong choices to sin. And one of them is going to lead to life. One of them is the correct, yep. the correct thing to do. And, um, and, but through Christ, he's given us this understanding to, to, and discernment to see what is right, the right path to be going down. And it says, beside the gate leading into the city at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Now, prudence is like, it gives us the shrewdness to deter, to, to see what, we need to be doing in mm. this situation. So when, so it, it's telling us to all mankind, it's crying out to us. We need to be in Christ so that we can see what we need to, what we need to yep. be doing. And um, it says, listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse to the discerning. All of them are right. So when, when again, back to the point, when you're in Christ, you get the gifts of that. You have these gifts of the Spirit, wisdom, and then we get, we get this, we get discerning to see that everything that is saying is right. We mm. understand everything that's getting said. It says they are upright to those who have found knowledge. When we have knowledge, we have the knowledge to see what all these things that we have been given. Yep. And it's like it's just a list going through. Choose my instruction instead of silver knowledge rather than choice gold for wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you can desire can compare with her i wisdom dwell together with prudence so that that's back to verse 12 it says i possess knowledge and discerning everything i've just been talking about there is summed up in that 12 that verse 12 i possess knowledge and discernment to fear the lord is to hate evil i hate pride and arrogance which aren't from God, this is the opposite of the opposite of this is all things from that are evil, that are that are sinful, pride and arrogance. Um, and I'm going through this with you, not because not because I'm trying to tell tell you something, but I'm trying to show you that this is how I've had my revelation and this is how it changed mm. my life. And I believe once you understand the fundamental structure of what this is telling us, then then everything else comes in. There we Aye. go. The next verse, I have insight. I have power. In Christ, we have all these things. We have insight. We have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles all who rule on the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. So we're having to be seeking. We have to be seeking to find these things. If it wasn't mm -hmm. for the fact that we went into doing this course, if it wasn't for the fact that we were seeking in the word, I would have never got taken to this place in Proverbs where now I've seeked and I've found and I've been enlightened by realizing Christ as the center, which was the beginning of the the big the beginning of the master life's course. Yeah. Um, with me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver i walk in the i walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasure full the lord brought me forth as the first of his works and i think this is amazing so before time here this is all i can get this is like all do, do you want do you want to continue for there because <laughs> we're on the same path mate i can do um so when sai so sai read this and said we need to go through Proverbs 8 together, me, Sai and Daniel. So we did, um, we, we met up and we went through it together. And when Sai got to this part, it's 
I, I'm still blown away by it. When you're going through it, I'm just anticipating getting to this section because I actually think you should read it. But right. I'm happy to chat about it after because okay. it just speaks so much to me. But I keep going, keep going. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing the water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so the water would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of, of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing away in, in his presence, rejoicing in the whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instructions and be wise. And it says there when it's saying, blessed are those who keep my yeah. ways. We need to keep in his ways. Christ needs to be at the center of everything we're doing. We're not blessed if we are not keeping his ways. Yeah. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me. Again, you will be blessed when you listen to me. When we're not listening, we're not going to be blessed. Watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves, and all who hate me love death. Wow. Amen. It's, it's so powerful. And and again, listening to you read it there, it, it blows, it, honestly, it knocks my socks off every time I get into this because I just, see for me, this is what's so powerful about this this proverb, right, is we already knew that Christ was the son of God. I know every Christian says they know that and, and I can only speak to my experience, but for me, I knew that and I, and I believe that. But what's amazing about Proverbs 8 is you're hearing from Christ. I mean, you're hearing it right there. Blessed are those who keep my ways. This is exactly what Jesus was teaching when he was as man on earth yeah. as Jesus Christ. But here we're hearing him from Solomon. This is from Solomon. This Solomon wrote this um, hundreds of years before Jesus was Just on earth. Directly and we're hearing from Christ before Christ was. And, and again, it, it when you're talking about I was among the first of his works, or before he even what what was the what was the exact thing there? Um, sorry, I have been uh, like the Lord possessed. So I've got the New King James version. the The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His way before His works of old. He was there before His works of old. And again, you 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 think of Genesis, and it's the Spirit hovered over the waters. Like you, I just see, I can see Christ at the beginning. Now, when I read Genesis, I went actually back and and listened to Genesis audio, um, in the in the audio Bible, and I I can just see Christ now with God at the creation and I can see it now. And and then when you when you hear about Jesus speaking to the to the Jewish leaders and he says, um when he says, Your father Abraham was very happy that he would see the day when I came. He saw that day and was happy. And the Jews said to Jesus, What how can you say you've seen Abraham? You're not even fifty years old. And Jesus says the fact is before Abraham was born, I am. And I know we read this, I know we read this and 
I can't contain myself again. I get so excited, but we read these things and I don't know about anybody else. I can only speak to my experience, but it's only through Proverbs 8 where I really feel like it's sunk in the, the fact that Jesus was and is and will always be. He is the son of God and he's eternal. And it's, it's just, it blows my mind every time I read it because I'm just seeing Christ as he really is. It's like a pure revelation of Christ because we're reading this from Solomon hundreds of years spoken before Christ was on earth as, as Jesus. Oh my I word. Think, I think <laughs> also the, th- the thing with it is, is that everything is, and when you're in Christ, you realize that everything is in God's time. Nothing is in our time yep. everything his purpose for our life and i believe was predained it was this was this was something that he's had a plan for our for our lives and i think i think that you have to come to christ i think that a lot of, you can have this plan and it's something that people might might want to debate is this, is this so was everything planned no i think mm. you have to come to the point where you submit there'll be so many christians that are out there that have got a purpose for their life that god's planned since the beginning of time but unless you come to christ unless you come to him make him the center of everything where he is in you and Every you're decision, in him yeah. and everything you do, you realize that we don't have to think about tomorrow. We don't have to think about any of these things because when you're in Christ, you're listening to God, you're reading the word and God directs you every single step of the way. And once you understand this, you go back to your, you go back to the Bible and things that I've been reading for, for since, since, since I've came came to Christ I've been but but not knowing that he has to be in the center do, do you know what it is is I feel like I feel like I've came to Christ I made that com- I made that commitment in myself and I've done it with a sincere heart I've done it with a sincere heart wanting to come to him I've been trying and I've came off uh, you'll, you'll know throughout the duration of this podcast that I've had a slip up I've went away and I've drunk and stuff and it's not saying that drinking mm. is sin um as such, but it totally is because it is, we're going to go into other scriptures here, but because it's, it's the way of the the world, it's, it's of the flesh, you're designing it, why are you drinking? You need to ask yourself, and you said, people say, oh, well, it's nobody's right to tell you whether you should drink or not. And I think for me, it's why am I drinking? What, 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 what reason would I be doing it for? Now you can make up any excuse under the sun. But what uh, it was for someone's funeral, it was for this, it was for that. No, going to going to someone's funeral is is a way of remember is a way of remembering is a is a sign of respect. Going and drinking afterwards is a desire of the flesh, and it's like and it, and it says and it says clearly after it says clearly after you're in Christ, we have the authority over sin, and we have all these gifts that we have that we receive through Christ through being in Christ we have the wisdom that, to understand what all these things are we have the mm. knowledge to understand these things we have the self control we, we understand what we need to be doing and therefore when we read our scriptures from then when God's in the center he opens up your mind to actually reading what the scriptures are saying yeah. and so I'm going to go through another scripture with you, um, just to start to see if you, you you can follow what where we're coming from here. So we know how to get, we know we know what we need to do to 
to have our salvation. To have our salvation, we need to be in Christ. We have to have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, um, deny ourselves, carry our cross daily, and and follow him. Yeah. Now, a call to perseverance in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, where he done this, so this is when he's done away with the old covenant, and Jesus is the new covenant. By a new and living way, open for us the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approach, approaching, if we deliberately keep on sinning, and this is so important for me, again, and do you know, it's important for everybody. You have to, I think, in order to realise what it's actually saying here, you have to be putting Christ first. And when you do, this will be clear to you. I don't, we shouldn't be having any confusion really on this matter. And this is what he's told me. And I'm only, again, I'm sharing what he's spoken to me. It's not my thoughts. This is what he has told me. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of rage and fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the laws of, law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserved to, to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them? He died to save us so that we can be in him, so that we have all the gifts and all the all the knowledge that we need to know to do good or wrong. So if therefore we consciously continue to sin, he's telling us, yep. telling us here that that it says unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, "It is mine to avenge; I will repay, and again, and I will repay, and again." The Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into fall in the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured in a great conflict of suffering. And it goes on anyway. It, ke it keeps going on and talking, talking about different things. But the, the, the point is here is that once we've been shown, once we've been shown Christ, it says, I am the way, the truth and the life. We have to follow him and it's so simple. We no longer live. And it says we died as Christ did and we were we are resurrected as Christ is resurrected. We live our lives no longer for sin. We are not uh we are not a slave to sin, but we are obliged to do Christ's work and we must remain in him. Yeah. And it's and it's just it just blows blows my mind how I I think it's the easiest way to understand if you're if you're going if you're going off track is to remain in Christ and 
you won't you won't have to do this. You remain in him by it says man will not live by bread alone, but by every word. Remain in the word. Remain in re- reading your book, praying to him, praying to the Father, crying out to him, worshiping him, and listening to what he's saying through the book and through whatever other messages mm. he gives you. And we've give, we've been given authority over all sin. And that's the revelation. Yeah. The revelation. So me. I want to back up as well because I think it's important because I know from my own experience, this is why you're not allowed in the room, Suki. <laughs> <laughs> for, for anyone wondering what that noise was, that was Suki the cat. Um, just in case it makes it in. So what's important to think about here as well is when I heard Simon talking about this stuff, instantly, <laughs> instantly, I'm thinking, um, so what does that mean then? There's no more sacrifice for sin. So I'm thinking, okay, so if there's no more sacrifice for sin, what happens when we fall short? And and that's what's been going round and round in my mind. And I have to keep, I had, I had to look into it myself because I, because I just have to have to have God speak to me the same thing that speaks to Simon. Else, not I can't just go along with it. So I needed God to speak to me. So I've I've done my own digging, done my own digging, and and I'm finding God's been showing me the same thing. That the fact is that if Christ is remaining in us, we can't sin, and and it's hard to wrap your heart. It's hard to wrap your mind around that to start with. But the fact is that when Christ is in us, who is without sin and he sends the Holy spirit into us, when we give our life to God and when we're baptized in the name of the father, the son and the Holy spirit, we can then for, we can then go on and sin no more. When, when the, when the Jewish leaders were going to stone the sinful woman caught in adultery, God said, you are forgiven, go and sin no more. We actually have the authority and the power through the spirit to go and sin no more. It's been shown so clearly to me over the last few days. And I think we're all in danger here, Christians worldwide of actually, I think the narrow path is narrower than we might have thought originally, yeah. because I think Christians, I don't know where it's came from, but we give ourselves excuses. It's okay. It's all right if we fall short every once in a while because God forgives us. I'm not seeing scripture to back that up. I haven't seen scripture to back that up. And if I'm wrong, please, please share because I'm looking into it myself. However, as it stands, all I can see is that we can be made holy and that we can go and sin no more. If we remain in Christ, we have to remain in Christ. It's only by Christ we can do this. And and I was speaking to someone earlier on today. So if you think about the synagogue where Jesus saw people um, selling, uh, doing taxes and, and, and all these kind of things in the temple, and he fashioned a whip and chased them out of there. Now, we are a temple for the Holy Spirit. How much more so is Jesus going to be angry at the way we treat our own temples? Oh, it's okay to, to do these things. It's all right because Jesus died for me and he loves me and he's forgiven me. He died for you, yes. But once you've accepted that gift, once you've been pu- made pure in Christ, then we've got, <laughs> then we cannot then take that for granted and use that as a license. And if to we sin. do more than that, if we do decide to sin, then we are not in Christ. Yep. Of because course. does Christ go and sin? We are not no. in Christ if no. we are continuing to sin. We've got, we've been given the authority over it. And do you know what I would, for anybody that's listening that sounds this, this might be cut, this might sound arrogant this might sound this might sound funny to you what i would what i would say for you to do is to go away and try disprove what what has been said because since yep. since then we've went we've went away um I've, I've went away myself and i've been looking right okay well i need to try find the counter argument here yep. and i don't know if it's only because i'm putting christ first that i'm able to see that there is no other counter argument to me or 
I just, I just don't, I, I just truly believe with all my heart and through my faith, I believe that what I'm showing is, is true, is right. Yeah. And that, that, that people are, and the reason that people don't want to accept this is because they are living in sin. They and doubt the power putting... of the Holy Spirit. They doubt that they can go and sin no more. And, and again, I was speaking about this earlier is it sounds scary and terrifying and that is true because you should have a healthy fear of the Lord. But what I will say is it's actually a positive thing. I, for, so when Sai was first kind of showing me this stuff, I was filled with fear and filled with the fear of judgment and condemnation. But what I'll say is it's the opposite. Now I believe 100% in my mind, I can go and sin no more. I can go and only through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can rebuke thoughts. So thoughts might still come into your mind, but as long as you're capturing them, as soon as they enter and you're rebuking them in the name of Jesus and you don't act deliberately on any impulse that you might have, you reject that in the name of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And I'm telling you, we have the authority to rebuke that. And and I want to say when when I heard this stuff, I went looking as well for for the argument is to say oh but jesus says it's okay jesus doesn't say anywhere that it's okay to fall short and that you'll be forgiven time and time again he says that we are to forgive others 70 times seven yes because we are no better than anyone jesus and the father are better than us infinitely and so i went looking as well and 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 god showed me this so god showed me one john three and in one john three um i'm going to start from verse four it says Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. It's really clear, and the more and more and more you read, the more it confirms it. Like I was saying before we even started this podcast, once you know this, once you believe this, and once you have the power to overcome sin through the Holy Spirit, the Bible repeats this over and over and over again. Peter says it talks about being made holy, and you can be made holy too. It's incredible. And it's actually a positive thing because we have the power to overcome sin. There's, so once you start, once you realize this, there is you realize that it's everywhere in the in the book. I was reading I was reading the book of um the book the book of Romans earlier on. And first when I first started reading Romans, I found Romans like it was very tongue twisting. I was like, "What is he saying?" Where well, I'm in, and I'm I'm going to read out something from Romans, um, Romans eight and verse one to seventeen here, and it says, "Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Set you free from the law of sin and death. For the law for." The law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, Mm. but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desire, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Yeah. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. 
Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Hmm. But if by the Spirit you will put to death the misdeeds of the body. So it's saying if you're living in Christ, if you're living in the Spirit, you will put to death the misdeeds of the body yeah. you will live you will live for those who are led by the spirit of god and are the children of god the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry abba father the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are god's children now if we are the children then we are the heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Now, I want, I just want to go, go and say that when we're, I want, I've, got to say, I've got to say a couple of things here. So yeah, we're going to sometimes even by when, so when I first realized this stuff, I started to, I started to speak and I was like, really, really excited by what God showed me. And I went, God showed me this, God showed me this. And right away, I found myself sinning because I found pride and I found sort of like a bit pride. Yeah, well, God showed me this. Do you know what I mean? Like it was prideful. I was excited, but then there's a very fine line. You need to be careful because then you can fall into sin. And this is sort of unconscious. This is sin that you're not always conscious about. But when you're in Christ, right away, you you... Even for me, right away, I noticed this straight away and I went, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Mm. Uh, forgive me for my arrogance. Forgive me for my self-righteousness. Forgive me for me looking to be admired by other people for what you have showed me. Without you, I am nothing. And also, I want to say that, so if you've been a Christian for, if someone that's believed to have been a Christian for years, and you've given your life, you've given your life to Christ, but you're not making him the set. You, you, you've, you've said the words, but you're not, but you're not living in Christ and Christ isn't living in you. And he is not the center of everything you do. And you're still having the desires of the, of the flesh, like, and you are still idolizing money. You are still idolizing going out and drinking and you're putting anything before Christ. Then maybe you haven't realized the sincerity of it. You need to put him first. And when you put him first, don't be scared. He gives you all the, yeah. all the tools you need to equip, mm -hmm. to be equipped. Because it says there in 1 Corinthians 10, 12 to 14, God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. And the way out is Christ, yeah. the way out is putting him first mm -hmm. and he gives you all the other strengths. I know this is, this has been totally different, a different podcast from what we've been talking about the weeks before, but I think it's, there's no, there's no doubt that by ourselves, we would never be talking about this stuff mm -hmm. that 
that we're that we've been seeing that what what we've been shown it's only through christ and putting him first that we've had the revelation that we've seen and that we need to and now now that we're telling you this you need to go and seek him for your first and do what we say so that you may be saved i believe if we think that it's okay to to put christ to to say yeah lord i want you to come into my life but you don't put him first was he ever in your life is he in your life at this current moment in time ask yourself when you're going about and putting your job looking for your next promotion and not having enough time for god have i put god first are you in my life at this current moment or am i putting other idols and do putting other things before you um it's Aye. really it's really important and i think as well um i'm going to put a pg disclaimer here <laughs> so if there's kids in the room or whatever um be aware it's, it's not too explicit but um it's just a wee a wee warning but i think um i've struggled with set my sex drive for a long time just it just has been and 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 I've made countless excuses. God, it's really difficult. I'm sorry. I, I'm so. I know I keep falling short. I know I need to do better. I'm sorry. And for me, I thought that was repenting. And I've been shown that that's not repentance. Me saying I'm really sorry and feeling convicted. I felt convicted. And everybody says, "Oh, well, that's good. You know, that means that you're being transformed." And okay, well, maybe that's true, but not enough because in true repentance, you are turning away. And I know this is spoke about a lot, but how much do we really grasp it? And I'm, I can only say for myself, my own experience, I'm not accusing anybody listening to this, but through my own experience, I was never in true repentance because I never actually turned away. I, I felt bad and I apologized, but I did it again and again and, I, and again. And that's not repentance. Repentance is walking the other way. It's turning your head. It's shutting your eyes. It's gouging out your eye instead of looking. It's doing, it's actually choosing Christ above everything above every temptation and and I, I need to say it's it's been such a shift in my life over the last four days i mean this is what we're talking about we're talking about just going through all this in the last four days it's the fact is is I, my whole sex drive has been overcome because the minute i feel anything that's not of god or not of christ i rebuke it in the name of jesus and it flees it disappears and if it doesn't i do it again and then it disappears i do not have this battle anymore i don't have and i i speak that honestly i i mean this guys is nothing nothing can overcome us when we're in christ we overcome evil we can go and sin no more as long as we abide in him and he him and us we will produce much fruit and apart from him we can do nothing it's so true we will not sin if we're in god if we're in christ also god doesn't god it's not so when we put christ first you realize so it's hard for some people because you think to yourself well for for me for me it was I've had a couple of things recently that I've been struggling with. And one, one of the things was, so, so when you need to put God first, you put him before your family, you put him before, you put him before, before your, your work, you put him before your clothes. Your, so you need to get rid of all these idols. Christ comes first. And I said to myself the other day, I'll tell you two, two things. This is all, this is all in the space of the week. The first thing was I had to go and say to myself, truly, I put Christ before. So I have a, I have a daughter just now and I'd say, I put Christ before my family thinking that I'm not going to get to do anything with my family. And I truly meant it with all my heart. I put Christ first. I put him before anything else on this planet. And see, since doing that, 
he's now shown me that there's time he's given me out of his love. Time to spend with my family and not feel guilty. I, I, I says to him, Lord, help me, help me. So so last week I talked about the, the thing with money and having a, I was lusting for money and he told me, give that to your girlfriend, don't spend that money. So this week I've been not been spending money. I've never, Joe's probably like, I'm sick of having to buy you a coffee. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, I've, I've not to been, not to been carrying money. I'm not to have money on me. Right. And so when I was in church then on Sunday, I was thinking about, about my clothes because I was going giving my testimony on Sunday night at the church. And when I was sitting there in my clothes, I was sitting listening to the pastor um, preach in the morning and I was closing my eyes and I was praying, Lord, I don't want to have these idols. My clothes are an idol. It's like, because I'm worrying about them. Where, and, I, and I went after church, I was like, I'm going to go up to, I'm going to ask my mum and dad for a lend. I'm got a lending money. I'm going to go to Primark, buy a whole lot of clothes with no brand on them, no make, nothing. And then, I, but it came to that, and I went, "That's no bother. I can do that." But then I looked at my my shoes when I was praying, and I went, "But shoes like plimsolls or something with no make, so like with, with I make the the shoes look rubbish." And then again, I was self idolizing myself and what I thought I would look like to other people. And then I've prayed to God and I went, I went, Lord, help me with this. And and this is all in the space of five minutes, like this is happening. And I went, I will go get the ass. I, I, I said with a sincere heart, I am going to go and get these shoes after this service. I don't care what I look like. And I knew I was pre, I knew I was giving my testimony that night in front of everybody. And I was like, I'm doing that because I need, I'm going to share this on that, uh, up my testimony if it was his will, I mean, we're having to listen to him all the time now. And sometimes you think you're going to, you say something and you realize that you're not to think anything, just go and the Holy Spirit speaks through you. But in the second I made that declaration to, to God that I was, I was doing this after I was, I was going to wear these shoes. I got a vision and it was a vision of Abraham when he took Isaac up to, up to the top of the mountain. The thing that he, the thing that he, the thing that that meant meant the most to him, something that was so important, and he took him up the mountain, and just as he went to sacrifice him to God, to the, to, to our living God, God stopped him, and and he didn't make him carry through with it, but he had to be willing to to give it up, to to move on. So so God showed me that you now now that you have been willing to give these things up, he actually showed me, and it, it might be totally different for you, for you. Maybe you have to give these things up and you're not going to get them back. But what he said to me at that moment, I got a vision and I've never had a vision like that. I've never been getting visions or nothing like this. It's not been something that happens to me in my life, but he showed me this vision and, and, and he, and he released me from it because this thing is no longer an idol to me. Um, from then, the, another idol for me has been food. So what I'm going through just now, and he's teaching obedience. God wants us to be obedient to him. Yeah. He doesn't want us to live a life of misery or or anything, but we first need to put him first. And so now for this week, he's, he's been showing me that I'm only to have my one meal a day for my dinner. I'm to have my dinner every day because I'm not to worry about what am I going to have for my breakfast? Am I going to get a nice fry up? Am I going to get, what am I going to have something? Am I going to go to McDonald's for my lunch? No, you're to eat your food because that's what you need to eat. It's not to be an idol to you. And, and I think it's about calling us to obedience. And from then, from then, good stuff, we get delivered from all this. And, and, and he actually mm. gives us things that we need along the way to endure us. It's not for a life in misery, but we must suffer in our lives and and the what from what the world sees for the persecution for the things that we're going to go through this is like these are things that we have to go through 
to know that we're in Christ. It says everybody that is in Christ will suffer in one one way or another. And maybe maybe my suffering was to be looked at like you're an idiot sitting there wearing wearing those clothes, whatever it is. But we have to be willing to make that sacrifice again because Jesus is the centre, and we must do what what He tells us to do. Anyway, I <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny because everything we we speak about just keeps bouncing off of different things and and again it brings us back to the to the verse of this week for for our master life course it's if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free and it's so true it's because in obedience and in making christ center in our lives there is so much freedom from all these things and it's almost it's almost beyond words um what's been happening in my life recently um it's just i can't describe the freedom that i have the freedom from the flesh honestly the the drives of the flesh the the impulses the reactions of the flesh everything it's just i can't describe how i feel at the moment it's set free i'm total i don't know free i don't know (laughs) well that's absolutely true (laughs) and but you know what's weird is i've got like this overwhelming sense of calm just all day i'm no and it's kind of strange because i'm not 100 miles an hour whoa like ken pure like excited and bouncing off all the walls and i'm no the opposite either i'm just i just feel level all the time at the moment i don't i don't know what it is i just feel right level-headed and calm and clear and it's really strange like it's just an amazing feeling and i know that as long as i'm abiding in christ as long as i'm reading his word and putting him first i can just be in his presence and calm and just and know that i'm I'm being led by the spirit and in him, I can't go wrong as that's long as I'm in, and, and that's what happens. So as much as the last hour, right, might have seemed like a, like a, a negative thing, don't see it that way and, and try not to. And if you do feel like, um, that it's a negative thing that we're saying, think about why that is to you. Think about why it might be coming across as a negative thing, because that's what it was for me. I know exactly how it feels to be thinking, oh, well, that can't be true. And that can't be right because it offends your flesh because your flesh is angry by that because you're thinking, but, but it's okay to fall short now and again, because, because that's what your flesh wants you to think. That's because that's what the devil wants you to think. You, the devil wants you to think it's okay to fall short. Yeah. But it isn't. Jesus, because we Jesus have covered the, us for our sins. Absolutely. And, and what I want, people to think about because this is exactly what i had to think about is jesus has been in the flesh jesus what jesus is in the flesh he's in his glorified state now but he was in he was 100 man and so he was exactly how we are now man with the holy spirit right and so he so I, I was in a habit of making excuses like oh but it's really difficult and it's really difficult and and i think at least for me, I kind of took Jesus for a bit of a mug, like thinking that he didn't really get it when actually he knows exactly he's done this. He's been exactly where we are and he knows, he knows fine well what it's like. So when I get in front of Jesus and the father and I'm saying, but it was really difficult and here's why he'll say, I know exactly how difficult it was. I've been exactly in those, in your situation. I've, and so I, <laughs> I know it seems like a right negative thing I'm saying, but, and it is in some ways, but it's also not because we know that Jesus was the example. He's what we can strive towards and he's how we can be. We can be righteous 
we can be made holy and we can be sanctified here on this earth yeah as long as we abide in him i also think that if for until you've had this enlight this enlightenment it's it says after and in the scripture that i was just reading it says after you know if you continue to sin there's no that what what else can be done he's given his life for us he's already given his life we are in christ and then we've took you are taking ourselves out there and continue to knowingly sin i think is different from living your life for the past 20 years thinking Mm. that you've been a christian but you've not known the truth and i think again it's all down to you god's got a purpose for you it's been planned for you since the day since 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 before Mm -hmm. the world was 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 formed and it's by it's by following him that you'll realize that read the bible read i mean if honestly if he can reveal something to 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 someone like myself as horrible a, a person as what i was and then he can reveal it to anybody, but we must seek and you will find. Yeah, yeah. we must be in the book. We must be le- reading the word. It's just so, it's just so important. Um, yeah, I, it's been a, it's been so a, so that's bit been a, our last week. <laughs> aye, it's been a, it's been a bit, of, a bit of a mad week, man. On just, I just, you just never know what, no. what's in store for you next week. And I believe that I truly believe with all my heart that God's trying to get us to see to see the truth he's wanting to get this this message out there right. and to people so that we can be set free because god made us in his image to be like him do you know what i mean and and to be glorified to and he made us for his glory so he wants yeah. us he wants this from us he what he wants this is what he wants he wants us to have this this connection with him and it's it's, it's exactly that revelation that god gave me before we even started on this journey with the reflection of the water and Christ. I know it's amazing because he's shown us how we can be that perfect reflection that I was experiencing on that walk on, I think it's episode one or two of the podcast, but when we are in Christ and we are completely submitting and making him the center of our life, we can reflect him almost perfectly. We can become, and we'll never be sinless because we've had our previous lives up until the point So it's not to compare ourselves with Jesus, but because we will always be corrupt by sin because we were born into sin and until we get set free and filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's when the life changes and that's when we can go and sin no more. And that's when we can be this perfect reflection. And I I truly believe that if you make Christ the center of your life, fully submit to him, make him your priority, read your word, abide in it, meditate on it all day, let it just Test it for yourselves. Test it yeah. for yourselves and give, let us know how give, you get on. Give this, give this, <laughs> give this week. Try this, try yeah, yeah. try. Hang and there, there's no going back. Exactly. There's and no honestly, once if you try it and let us know, honestly, get in touch. Go on to NazareneChristianPodcast.com. Get in touch. Send us some messages. I know a couple of you guys have messaged, so we will read that out at some point. Sorry. <laughs> I know we say that, uh, that we will do that. So we will do that. Um, and we do, we, we, Aye. <laughs> so I think I think we'll wrap it up there. Um you wanna to... Hi. I'll pray. Yeah. Let's do this. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that we've been able to speak and just get the message that you've been given to us out there, Father. We pray protection over the minds of all the church, all the body, Father. We pray that they will have a re- there will be a revelation. We pray that this isn't only us that are receiving this message, but there's so many other people receiving this and it's a time for a a revelation. It's time 
time for us to get out there and start bringing people to salvation. Use us to to bring people to the point where they know how to be saved truly and how they can how they can just be in you all the time, Father. Father, if there's anything that we have said that isn't isn't from you, that isn't that is that the devil's managed to get in there and and trick or deceive us, Father. We, we repent for these things. I'm sorry for anything that might have came up that wasn't 100% from you there if I got caught up in the moment. But Father, protect our minds over this this coming week. Protect every all the all the people that are have came to know you's minds, Father. And show us revelation. Show us how we can draw closer to you, how we can be in you, and how we can move mountains, Father, in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I also just before we um just before we go, um we were chatting earlier on about if anyone's wanting to to give their life to God and they're not quite sure how to do it. If anyone's wanting to give their life to Jesus but they're not quite sure how to do it, then we would just like to share um on on a few things that you can do. So if you've never prayed before or you're not sure what to do, um just pray 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 to God and 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 acknowledge that you're that you're corrupted by sin, that you you have sinned, and that you're you've that you've lived a life full of sin, um, and and acknowledge that that Jesus came, that God sent His only Son to die for your sins, um, and He was resurrected, and and know that He done this for you, that you might live, that you might be set free and have eternal life, um, and and thank Him, thank Him, and and believe that you have to believe this with all your heart. That that Christ was resurrected by the power of by the power of God, um, and 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 just remember that yes, praying this prayer to God and asking to be set free and asking to be guided by the Holy Spirit is amazing, and it truly is the start of salvation. But it's not the only thing you need to do. You need to go forth every single day. You need to deny yourself every single day. You need to pick up your cross every single day. You need to make him the center of your life. The fact is, is me and Sai were chatting just, I think it was yesterday about this is there is, um, Jesus talks about counting the cost. You need to weigh up the options here. You need to decide if this is truly something that you really want to do because it is you are going to be persecuted. The world's going to hate you because it hated him first. You are going to have to deny yourself. You're going to have to deny your flesh every single day. You're going to have to ask God for guidance over every single decision, even the smallest ones it might seem sometimes. You're really going to have to put him first. And it's easy to say you want to do that, but it really is a choice you have to make. So this is this is what it means to give your life to God and to, and to live for Jesus. And if that's something that you do want to do, then that's how I would start. And and the other thing we were chatting about it again last night is if you are unsure on how to pray going forward from that, there is the ACTS model. And the ACTS model is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And what that means is you start off your prayer with adoration, which is praise, thank, uh, worshiping God, just saying you are amazing, God, you are the God of the universe, and, and, and praising him. And then confession, admitting that you don't deserve him, admitting that you're nothing without him, um, confessing your sins and ask if you're not sure how you've sinned in the past, ask God to reveal what what you've done. And and just so you know, that's something that I'm doing every day still. And I'm still being reminded yeah. of things to confess for. I'm still being shown the errors of my ways when I was younger. There's things that I've, I think about from like primary school and, and just I've been shown 
time and time again, there's so many things. Um, so ask him truly with a sincere heart, ask him to be shown the errors of your ways and he will show you. And, and, and then repent, repent for these things and truly turn away from them. Truly make that choice to turn away and do these things no more. Know that if you have asked God to come into your life, if you've been asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit and, and if you, if you want guidance, go to a church and ask somebody, um, highly recommend it because you won't be turned away. Somebody will absolutely want to pray with you and, and to guide you. Um, and if you're in the Edinburgh area, come down to Southleaf Baptist Church. Um, anybody there, we've got a fellowship cafe on a Wednesday morning, um, and Sundays we've got we've got Sunday services from eleven, and I so then confess, repent, and then thank him, thank him, thanksgiving, um, just thank God for for all that He does do, for showing you the for showing you your sins, for for all that you have. There's absolutely nothing in this life that comes not from God. It's all from God. Every good thing that you encounter in this life, your family, your job, the money that you've got, the car that you drive, all of these things are a gift from God. And then supplication, if you're going to ask God for something, then make it the last thing you do. Um, acknowledge how good he is, confess that you're not enough, thank him for what you have, and then bring forth anything. And ask him that if it's in his will that he do these things. Ask if it pleases him that he does these things. Um, I humble yourself before him to ask for these things. And and the fact is, as Jesus says, if you abide in me, you can ask with the confidence that he will give you what you're asking for if you're truly abiding in him. So, aye, just thanks for listening, guys. And aye, have a good week. And uh, we'll see you next time, Fridays at 6 a.m. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye.